In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 5% off your first purchase with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for 5% off your first purchase. Betches Media presents... Betches Moms, with hosts Aileen Drexler and Brittany Levine. Get ready to lock yourself in the bathroom or wherever else you hide from your kids because you'll literally never be alone again. Hello and welcome to the Betches Moms podcast. I'm Aileen. And I'm Brittany. And we're together again just these solo apps have been really fun, so we're going to keep them going. Although we really did enjoy Dr. Becky and all of her advice that this time mm-hmm. around I was able to soak up. <laughs> yeah, I even was like to Rusty, I was like, oh, I have a show that I want you to listen to. <laughs> I think it would be really great for us to watch together. Yeah, I'd love for you to listen, but I don't need to listen it with you because I was there. <laughs> I have a question. So... Now that you got to talk to Dr. Becky after having a child, like you said, it's a very different experience for you. So now how are you feeling about it? Because you're still not really at the age where you could parent Mila, where you're like actually talking to her the way you talk to a toddler. But I feel like I can practice when it's, or the stakes are way lower. Like, you know, it's the other day I noticed it kind of happened more naturally, like, She's like frustrated about something. And I'm like, I see you're frustrated. Like, like, is it, do you want to play with this instead? Or like, do you want to do this instead? Like something like me not trying to fix it for her. It was like a combination of all the knowledge that yeah. I've like soaked up passively through Instagram. Um, like by following Dr. Becky, Jenny, Jenny Mona. Yeah. Jenny Money. Yeah. Mo Money. Mommies. Mo, Mo, she's not Mo Mommies anymore. Yeah. She's not Mo Mommies. Jenny, um, so we need to talk about Jenny that. Jenny of Union Square Play, <laughs> which I hope she opens one around here by us. Same, same. Um, I saw she was doing a pop-up, like watermill or something. Mm-hmm. But I was not there. Um, and like I follow uh, so many more accounts come up. And, like, like on big Instagram. little feelings. Big little feelings, all those. So, yeah. like, I'm soaking it up. But yeah, it's just, it's a lot easier to process those because you kind of like can imagine times when you would use that. Whereas... Before, it was just like too overwhelming because I couldn't even imagine what that would be like. Sort of how pre-pregnancy or in the beginning of pregnancy when Mm -hmm. like I would get advice, for example, from Shira, my sister-in-law, like talking about like breastfeeding and like you need to get this cream and you need to get this and all the diapers and fucking, I was like so overwhelmed. I was like, I can't handle all of this. Like this is too much information. I can't. I don't imagine needing it. So I don't, I can't like process it. Whereas like now right. it's like, oh, I understand all the scenarios in which you need these things. So my brain can like categorize that information. Right. right. So no, that makes sense. it's sort of the same. Like I couldn't really process it that way because I didn't understand how to use those tools. Like what situations right. would you use them? So, and I feel like less bad because it makes sense. <laughs> yeah. Well, that, you made a really good point. Like, you're still able, like, even though, like, you're not really, like, she's not talking back yet, 
Like you're still able to verbalize these things and practice. And like, it's like when she gets to the age where she is fully understanding you, she's not going to be confused of why you're like all of a sudden changing what you're saying. Like you're kind of like using these things now and you're going to continue. And then like kind of one of the things that we spoke about with Dr. Becky is like, how do we make it feel more natural? So like with time, like practice and constantly using these different tools, it just kind of becomes natural to you. It it takes practice to also do the thing where it's not like good girl, that piece, Mm -hmm. like just saying things about like the process. And I think that Mm -hmm. that's actually just like a great lesson about like life because Mm -hmm. like for managing even adult relationships, like showing empathy to other people, like just talking to them about when you're like, giving when you're noticing someone did something that is cool instead of being like wow good job it's more so like wow like you must have had a lot of on your plate when you did Mm -hmm. that like that's like sort of like seeing the process not just the end result Mm -hmm. is like a way to just empathize with someone right and create connection beyond just your child so it's Mm -hmm. like a good practice anyway it is it is so yeah, I'm really excited for her book and to like continue. It was definitely, Same. I feel like whenever like we have these episodes, it's like a self-check of like, okay, what have I been doing in my parenting? And like, what do I need to fix? And like, all Did you that. feel that like it was, there are some things that you were like, oh, wait, I'm kind of like not, I haven't been very mindful of what yeah, I've been saying. Like, when she talks about like, and I know a lot of parents listening might be like, Oh, not this. But like when she talks about like the sharing thing or like the saying no, like she puts it into perspective of like it's you're not saying like, oh, no, you shouldn't say you have to share. It's how you say it to somebody. And like the whole like, you know, I know you're a generous person. I know you'll figure it out. Just kind of like saying certain things. And I actually did use that with Oliver, I think like that day where I was like, I didn't want to be like, come on. Like normally I'd be like, come on, like he's a baby. Just like give it to him. Because yeah. no, like Oliver was playing with something and that's not fair to him. So, you know, I understood. I'm like, I understand that like this is your toy and you're having fun with it. Maybe you can find a different toy for Jack to play with because he just wants to play with you. And right. I feel like sh- like l- listening to her again and kind of like refreshing th- these things helped me apply what she was saying to other things and it it has been helping me the past couple of days i know like a big little feeling said it wasn't really about empathy but to me if we want to like simplify it as much as possible like that is the lesson that i keep getting it's like processing in that moment what both children were feeling like you're like jack just wants to play with oliver oliver doesn't it would not be fair for Oliver to give up his toy. So like, right. how can I communicate? How can I compromise the situation for both of them? Or like, what kind of solution? I'm not compromise. What kind of solution can I create right. and communicate that in a way that feels as fair as possible? Knowing that you can't possibly have that kind of 100% solution all the time. Right. But like, to me, that's like a lesson in empathy, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. No, yeah, you're right. But Big Little Feeling said it wasn't, which I don't really remember what she said instead. I have to listen. <laughs> I don't remember. I was just, I was, she was like, no, but then in my head, I'm like, yes. <laughs> you know what? I think like it's, that's just like a lesson in like a lot of people have different theories 
And Mm -hmm. you don't need to, you don't have to be a follower of one person's entire theory. You could appreciate everything they have to say and feel like there are certain things that might apply to your parenting style or lifestyle. But like there are things from each person that will help you out. And like just because you don't, maybe don't agree with it 100%, if you agree with, you know, 80% of the thing, whatever it is, it's still helpful. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, it's also like, just like if you can take one piece of information from anyone, you're like, yes, set further ahead than you were before. So it's definitely, you can only really retain like a couple things. <laughs> For sure. For sure. On top of life. <laughs> on top of, yeah. On top of life. <laughs> Um, so what's going on? How is Oliver's fourth B-Day? It's great. <laughs> you know, and he, it's funny, he like really didn't, he's like, it's my birthday. Like he kept saying it for like an entire week. And like, I guess that's like the Leo cusp in him. Um, oh, he's a okay. cancer. We're going horoscopes. <laughs> we're going horoscopes. But like, he was like, no, my birth, like it's my birthday. Like, I don't know. He kept saying it's going to like keeping his birthday. And I was like, no, actually my birthday is next. He's like, no, mommy, your birthday is not next. It's just always my birthday. And I was like, <laughs> oh, okay, I've created a monster. <laughs> but we, it was good. Like we had like on his birthday, our family came over um, after camp for a barbecue. And then um, that weekend we did a little friends party um, with like a couple of his friends from camp and school. And um my friend's husband has this like sports thing, playground athletes. They like do it at one of the camps over here. Uh huh. And so it was cute. It was like an hour and a half. The parents dropped their kids off their first drop off party, which is like a big milestone. And the parents all thanked me. It was a Sunday morning and they needed it. And, mm-hmm. um, I got to be the camp mom. I have so much appreciation for all you camp counselors in the heat because it was like one of those days. It was like 90 degrees by 9 a.m. And I Jeez. was dying. They did a lot of water activities with them. Yeah. and But it was so cute and he was so happy. And um, they his theme was space. So like they like kept saying like everything was like space. Oh, we're going on like the rocket ship. But like they were just like walking somewhere, you know. So it was like cute. And he was very, very happy. Um, And he's four. He's He's four. That's really cute. Oh, that's he's an adult. Um, So he parents like dropped their kids off and left. Yes. Them with you. <laughs> they left them with me. They put all their trust in me. But I mean, like my, they could have stayed if they wanted to. Here's the thing. Yeah. The reason why it worked is because a lot of the kids already do after school activities at this yeah. camp with playground athletes. So it was no different. Right. It right, was right. like they were doing something they've already done, but it was for a birthday party. So I think all the parents felt comfortable with that. And it's also why I felt comfortable doing that and like asking the parents to do that. Um, oh my god uh, but they had like counselors there and then also like my sister was there my and like I had my brother-in-laws there and sister-in-law so like there were other adults there but I was still yeah. the one like you know when the kids were like I want my water bottle I, I need my towel You'd go get it yeah. I was like okay okay there's like 25 of you <laughs> but it was so so cute um and they had the best time yeah that's great happy b-day Oliver I was just um thinking about like the first time I'm gonna have to like drop Mila off somewhere like and then leave oh my god <laughs> it's big are you gonna do like a are you gonna do a separation nursery class 
I guess. I know. I make you anxious when I ask you these things. You're like, Brittany, I don't know. Well, now I guess I should. I mean, yeah, like we, I mean, we're not separate because like she's home, right? But we're separate because I'm not taking care of her. But she knows I'm home. I think it's totally, I'll, I'll tell you right now, it's totally different. I've done both. Yeah. It's yeah. totally different. Like in, in terms of what? Like dropping them off? Or no, for like, them, I ne- I mean, the dropping off, I had to do it with Oliver when he was five months old and he's been doing it every day since. And yeah. he's very adaptable. He, I mean, I think part of it is also like who he is as a child, but it's like very easy for him to like go places. Or did and that get form upset. his personality as a child? Or did that form it? There's a lot. I don't know. And then, <laughs> but with Jack, are you kidding? Like I can't, like if he, if I'm in the other room, he freaks out. The only other person right. he's okay with is like now, our, like his caretaker, his nanny, his nanny yeah. um, or Noah, or like you know he's very, very, very attached, and I never had that with Oliver. Interesting, interesting. Yeah. So, w- so what do the what does the nursery thing do? Well, so they have like classes where um, they take it's the kid like away. they like started. I think like the first half. I, every place does it differently. So it's like some places do it where it's like the first half hour or something you stay. And then mm-hmm. like the second hour you leave. And then I right. think that's like for the first semester. And then like the second semester, it's like you just drop them off. And it's usually like how like three days a week or two days a week from like nine to 12. And they like – I think they like slowly ease kids into like being able to have like full days apart. Yeah, I didn't think of the whole like separation, um, you know, ease in, but yeah, I'll consider it. (laughs) We'll take it under consideration. (laughs) We could talk more about this. We could talk more. Yeah, let's circle back uh, later. (laughs) It's new new to me too. Like I I said, I haven't done this. So yeah, we'll have to figure it out together. (laughs) Yeah, one day. Um, Yeah, so that's what's going on. Nothing really is new with, on our side, I'm planning meals for his birthday. Right, right. So that's, you know, been awesome to do on top of work and just life. She's turning one this month. We're in August. We're in Aww. August. I know. You said that Oliver's a cusp of Leo on the other side, yes. right? And and Mila's on the Leo cusp, I guess, of Yes. She's the, she's the 20th? <laughs> oh, shit. 21st. 21st. Okay. So the 20th is my wedding anniversary. She was born two days after me. My birthday is August 19th. But she's a cusp of um, a Virgo. Virgo. And yeah, Oliver's cancer with a on the cusp of Leo. I don't know what any of this means. Like, I don't know what a personality of a Leo is like. Besides that, it's a lion. (laughs) Loves attention. (laughs) Loves attention. Oh, totally. (laughs) But don't all children? Not all, no. Well, you know, she's my child and my husband's child, so she definitely loves attention. We should have um, like a horoscope specialist come on (laughs) and tell us about like how horoscopes might like affect like the parenting, like between like if you're assigning your child's another son. That would be such a fun episode. (gasps) I mean, I guess I feel like you believed in that stuff. (laughs) <laughs> I would just be like, uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> sure. I love this stuff. I think it's so fun. <laughs> 
Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. We have um, a bunch more listener questions. We love doing this because we love talking to you guys and talking about what you guys want to hear about. Totally. What were the? What is the category of the questions today? So the category is things that you feel like should be spoken more about that we we just don't talk more about often that's not normalized as much as we would want it to be. So let's talk right. about it. Sure. Let's, let's it. do it. Okay. So what's the first question? Do you still battle with the PPA and PPD you had postpartum? Um, so is the is the idea that like people don't talk about that it lasts for a while, that it could last for a while? Or that it like, lasts for of- a while or that it exists or that – and a lot of people actually said that um, – they feel like postpartum depression is always spoken about, but postpartum anxiety is not as known about and people talk less about that. And which is interesting because I actually, I feel like it's more prevalent or maybe not. Maybe it's just, we're not, we're not. Um, we don't doctors, talk about enough. Yeah. We have, yeah. We talked, we had a whole episode about this, right? We've had two episodes with, two a, episodes. with a yeah. Dr. Lakshman. Yeah, I definitely had postpartum anxiety i don't think i had depression it's definitely a baby blues because mm-hmm. it was like right after mm-hmm. and then there was a, per- a longer period of time where i was like anxious all the time and i was like really sp- anxious about specific things like doing anything for the first time like driving that was a really mm-hmm. long that one took a while or like anyone taking her anywhere which i still kind of don't feel comfortable like i don't know if that one goes away yeah, I that's what I think. Yeah. But I was uber. I was like, it would set me off. Like, it wouldn't be like, oh, I don't feel comfortable. It was like, what, what do you mean? What, what are you going to do? Like, that kind of feeling. Yeah. Like, it was just, it was, it would like turn the heat in my body. <laughs> like an unsettling feeling. Very unsettling. And I like remember vocalizing it to my mom during a period of time where I was just like, I'm feeling just like baseline, so anxious right now. And, I think I talked about this. Like I had like a panic attack once. Yeah. We like I took Mila. To, we took her to a park, and it was just mm-hmm. like people I was with was not like list, they were not listening to me and my boundaries. But I'm not so sure if that's PPA or just like anxiety. or being a new mom or being being a new being mom. A mom in general. Yeah. But, but I wouldn't have that kind of reaction without having a kid. You know, like when it right. was something like if people if I went out with my friends or like we I was out on a like trip and pe- things weren't happening the way that I want I wouldn't have reaction like that right it was around just like I'm not 
like my I'm not being heard. I know my child. I need this done this way for my child. Like it wasn't mm-hmm. about me. Mm-hmm. Um, so that did happen, but but I also think that like does everybody get this anxiousness just in general because they're a mom and like they're child like they're dealing with their child like that is something to actually like discuss because it's like do we all feel this anxiety of like if something isn't going the way we want it to with our child if somebody isn't listening to us like is it grounds that like all moms kind of like freak out about or is it not I don't, I don't, I don't know. know I think there's definitely like moms who have like chill personalities just like people yes. with chill personalities who become moms but <laughs> yes but they're chill people like uh, people tell me i'm like a chill person which is actually really funny um (laughs) (laughs) it's very funny but like i'm not chill when it comes to somebody when i have like a schedule for my kids and it's not being followed a specific way again i think like now i don't care as much but like when they're babies and if it's not being followed if it makes me upset and i freak out at that other person being like why are you so upset over this it's like stop gaslighting me like this makes me upset (laughs) and just appreciate that like i'm a new mom i have all these hormones and things going on so like like Mm -hmm. where like where is it normal and where is it not is there a new type of anxiety that happens like with parenting or is it like a you know when you have like two kids or an older kid Mm -hmm. like you know, the possibilities like of the world become bigger. Like they are, you, like we were talking, you set them out into the world. Yeah. Like, is there, is, does that set off a new wave of yes. anxiety? Is yeah. that different than like PPA? So like, for example, there was like, somebody was telling me that there was like a story recently of like a kid uh, like somebody tried to kidnap him <gasps> and like yeah what the fuck and i'm like not okay over that like it actually uh-huh. made me want to throw up and like right. that is a huge anxiety for me where i'm like well when i'll even if i'm at the park with oliver if i like turn my head for a second like these are realities and i think these are new anxieties that come with like older kids once they start to kind of like like Oliver goes on a bus and like, yeah, you know, he does things and I'm like, and I know he's safe and he's always with people that I trust. And like, I talk to him about how to be safe, but like I always, now he's like riding his bike. He rides his scooter. What if I turn my head for a second and he rides into the street? And it's Mm -hmm. like these things where it's like kind of like you're, you have anxiety or maybe it's just me. I don't know. Like, again, is this a thing that like all parents go through? I would think so. But I now have anxiety that I don't have control because he now has control over certain things. Right. I think, um, first of all, that's a terrifying example. And I can't even imagine because I'm terrified I'm going to get kidnapped when I'm walking down the street. I know. Same. (laughs) Like literally I walk around and I see a truck and I'm like, got to walk the other way. (laughs) I know. (laughs) Like a crazy person. But um, like, like I'm always just like looking around like I have on alert so that's why i also had to move from the city because like that was the the on alert was like too high uh-huh. so i decreased it a bit but um, <laughs> i think the 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 ppa part of it though is like you're not not letting oliver go out 
you're not it's not like debilitating it's not like right no you're not you're not going out because it's of not it. it's not stopping you right from doing things i even if like let's not for let's not label it even like ppa it's just a type of anxiety that is mm-hmm. debilitating mm-hmm. later stages of of kids so i feel like if it's not real if it is and you're listening and it is and you hear hear this and you're like wow like i am not doing things because of it it would be great to speak to somebody about it just to like evaluate if maybe like you are going through something. I guess the question is, do you still battle with PPA and PPD? I I mean, I don't want to speak to PPD and like what that's like after, but I know it Mm -hmm. can last for a long Mm -hmm. time, but I'm personally not battling with it anymore. I definitely feel like a sense of joy and less anxiety and just also because she's just like sturdier Mm-hmm. Uh, when she you know she's cruising or whatever or she's like hanging on to like the baby gate that we installed and i'll see her like safely put herself down at times like we'll hold on to the ledge and then step down so i'm like okay so like she's a person like she's getting it like she's yeah. figuring it out they learn they and learn. like again the whole thing about like that that baby proofer told me like you're not preventing ouchies you're preventing trips to the hospital so it's like just reminders about like things will happen you can't prevent everything from happening and you can't shield them from the world and you're just gonna you can only control as much as you can and this is just the way that it's gonna be forever (laughs) and that's just it so like that's how i kind of have been thinking about it if you are listening and you do feel you are still battling please reach out for some help because there is so many other people who are going through this kind of stuff Mm -hmm. and like you're not alone and there's like so many resources for it there's so many like therapists that you can reach out to even like on just all those platforms those digital platforms that you hear so um there's a lot of resources and that just don't hesitate to reach out all right next question yeah. Well, this next question, I, we're not going to answer, actually, but um, we're going to answer it later in another episode because it's a big one. The next question is, how do you keep your relationship alive with a newborn? This one ha- has been asked so much, right? Like, mm-hmm. there's just been so much. And it's funny that this is on here because I was literally talking to my friend yesterday and she was like, no one fucking talks about how your relationship is, is str- there's no way that people's relationships aren't are not strained from having children. And how do you get back? Is there a way to get back to what you were before? Or is this the new normal? Like how to navigate that kind of thing? And I feel like we can, we should talk about that in a whole episode. Yes. This is worth an episode. So like we are going to, we are going to have somebody come on who specializes in this and could actually (laughs) give real information. And it'll, it'll be a great conversation and hopefully will answer a lot of questions. If you have any questions also, yeah. like if you want to send like a Dear Betcha's Moms, like about a specific scenario or a fight or something um, that we can read on that episode and have an expert help, email us moms at Betches.com or you can DM us at Betches Moms. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Okay, next question. Um, all right, can we, this is from a listener. Can we talk about how challenging breastfeeding is? I mean, yes, and we have at length. I know last episode or two episodes ago, we said we had a listener question about it and we were like, go listen to the previous episodes. Um, but we thought we would call this one out again and sort of share our, just like a highlight of our, that it was challenging for the both of mm-hmm. us. Um, and also it happens to be Breastfeeding Awareness Week, which is a week in which <laughs> we are being told to be aware of how great the advantages of breastfeeding, but Brittany and I think that it should be, there should be a week about the awarenesses of how challenging breastfeeding is and that it isn't for everybody and that it doesn't work all the time and that let's be aware that formula is a great option. So that's what we're going to change it. (laughs) Yeah, we're changing it. And Okay, so Brittany, do you want to give a a small highlight of of how challenging breastfeeding was for you? I do, I do. So... I did it for 10 months with Oliver, but honestly, like, I think I put myself through a lot. And with Jack, I ended up doing it for four months, which was for like, I should have stopped at like, maybe like before that. And I think I knew to stop with Jack because I knew from what I went through with Oliver that like, it was okay to stop when I needed to. And I could have stopped when I needed to with Oliver. So like I like it was difficult for both times. It was even difficult stopping at 10 months, but and this isn't like trying to talk down anybody that like wants to do it or is empowered to do it because like all the power to you, but like people shouldn't be made to feel bad or like pushed or like the benefits of breastfeeding shouldn't be pushed on people to like make them feel bad that they can't continue to do it. There are so many reasons that you can't like it it doesn't help if you have postpartum anxiety or depression. It doesn't help when you have multiple kids at home. Some people have like inverted nipples and you like literally can't. And then you have to use the stupid breast shields and then they like chop up your nipples even more. And then like the pumping, it's just like a whole lot of shit. So like yeah. I was very proud of myself for stopping when I did because that was not easy and I felt really bad about it. But in the long run, it was the best thing for both of us. And again, like this isn't promoting like stopping. It's not promoting anything. It's not promoting anything. Like I don't yeah. like take my experience, like however you want to take it. It's just like this, this was how it was for me. Yeah. And thank you for sharing your experience because I think that that's important is to share a 
range of experiences. Yes. So to make people feel like there's no one right way. Clearly, because there's so many people where it doesn't just work. Like it right. doesn't just come naturally. Right. Not because like not emotionally, but physically. Yeah. Like I had a supply issue and I tried so hard to breastfeed. That was one of the hardest times of my life. Like yes. the trying to make it happen. I had a phone call with several different lactation consultants. I called one consultant every morning at eight in the morning to talk about what I should do. I had to do, I was basically, there were days, weeks <laughs> where I was like fucking feeding. There was a suction on my boob every single minute of the day. Yeah. <laughs> Almost there were more minutes of the suction than there were minutes no suction <laughs> of the 24 hours because it was like feed, then pump, then break, then pump, then feed. Because I, I was trying to increase my, oh, and then drink the teas and fucking eat the disgusting yeasts. And I was doing it. I wasn't complaining. I was just like, I was doing it and I was into it, but I but it was taking up so much. It was draining me emotionally. And I was just like, one day I just had to be like, I cannot do this anymore. I don't have enough milk. I need to just come to that. To, like I need to come to that. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, and she wasn't fucking latching. Oh my God, am I got PTSD. It was, she wasn't latching. It's like hard, it's hard to, it's really hard to talk about. Like, I feel like it's I, bringing up a lot of feelings. I know, but it's not, but it's not as bad as it was because I remember yeah. when we did a show and I could not talk about it without crying. In fact, I was just, I just had actually Megan Roop on DST and we were just like kind of reminiscing on, you know, when she was on and then we were talking about like the whole bounce back thing very briefly and we were saying like six weeks and I was like six weeks I was still I was at my doctor's appointment she was asking me about breastfeeding and I just started breaking down and crying in that office mm-hmm. for reasons I couldn't control <laughs> right because I was just like I couldn't talk about it without crying yeah and yeah of course hormones but at the same time I felt like I was a failure of some because I put so much pressure on myself but this is the awareness that we're trying to bring here is right. that it's there's no one way. And I too was very proud of myself looking back that I was even able to go like 10 weeks. And I remember even talking to you about it during that time where it was like we we were trying to wean and that was fucking a whole emotional roller coaster mm-hmm. because there was like this emotional attachment to wanting to keep going. Mm-hmm. Even and I, for me, it was like even though I know I don't have any supply, I still felt so guilty about mm-hmm. stopping. But then once mm-hmm. I did, oh my god, it was the best. <laughs> After like a few weeks of that, go that like oh, formula. I'm not sure. Is it okay? Am I doing the right thing? Should I keep trying? What do I do? Then it was like, oh wow, my life. I'm getting it back. This is what it's like to be a person again. Yeah, an individual. And my baby's fed and she's okay. And I know I'm giving her the best that I can. And mm-hmm. we live life. You, like, and again, like we spoke about this in like such depth over multiple episodes, but like it put you in a better, and me, in a better mental space to parent. So you're choosing one or the other. People could say like, okay, but the benefits of breastfeeding and all this, what are the benefits or, of you being a sane like 
oh emotionally free person for your child. Right. Like what you have to choose there and like some you need to choose to like be mentally present. Yeah, no, I agree. I do wonder though, like if I had um, a supply, how long I would have gone for. Mm-hmm. Like if it wasn't so stressful and I like had enough to pump and it was fine and I kind of just like got in the rhythm of that, I think I probably would have gone for a while. Um, mm-hmm. Especially knowing that, oh, and also she had the fucking milk, milk protein allergy and I had to oh, go yeah. vegan. Oh my God. Yep, yep. <laughs> Oh God, this is what I mean by like, it's stressful. It's not it's so a fucking very... like just, oh my God, I'm a goddess in a fucking forest breastfeeding my child while there's deer sitting around me. Like that's not <laughs> like, like that. Wearing a flower crown. No, I was like sitting with like half my like bodies, like just watching True Blood and like crying. <laughs> I, didn't have I so still blood. love so much that True Blood was like your happy place. That was my show, yeah. Yeah, that Lactation Calls Home was like, you need to watch something that makes you happy. I'm like, okay, like, Death and Vampire is great. (laughs) (laughs) Done. (laughs) I do want to say that like with Oliver, it did get easier past a certain point. Like I was able to go because I was, I had a big supply. I like, I I do want to say that. Like I did feel like I got to a place where it was easier and and it worked for me. Um, And at that point also I was doing both formula and because I was coming into work and I didn't want to, and I started pumping at work in the middle of the day and I just like didn't want to do that either. Um, But we, we have an amazing place in our, in our old office and in our new office too, but we had an amazing place to do this, uh, which I was very grateful for. But um, yeah. And with Jack, I was like, I can't like, I can't wait to get to that place. Like this is, and I also think it was just like harder on me with Jack. But yeah, like I, I guess I just wanted to yeah. say like I did feel like it did get a little easier the first time, but still like. You, you do know. what you could do. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Like, also being a working mom is hard on top of all of that. Yeah. It's, it's just like a lot of like, there's a lot of things to process and decide and like, like make like, yeah, just decide and like kind of prioritize and just figure out what's right for you, your kid. And this is also like, even at the first time around, it's like, this is my was our or any woman's first time making decisions for someone other than themselves. Mm -hmm. So like that, that like muscle is new and like figuring that out, like just have some grace for yourself if you're going through it now. Definitely. It was very heavy. And like (laughs) we could go on for hours on that. Um, So let's move on to, should we do, am I a monster? All right, let's do Am I a Momster, our fave. Okay, hey, Betcha's moms. First off, love the pod. My sister-in-law and I had daughters six weeks apart from each other, and their first birthday is coming up. My daughter's first birthday is in September, and my sister-in-law asked if we would want to do a joint first birthday party together. Initially, I thought, hell no, it's my daughter's first birthday party. So I did tell her no, and she did understand, but am I a momster for wanting to have our own birthday party? We are inviting mostly the same people. Okay, love you guys. Love a first birthday party batch. What do you think, Brittany? You've had already five birthday parties to celebrate. So many. Um, I think it like, no, you're not a momster because like I get it. Like you want to have like 
how long do you wait to like have a first birthday party for your child, especially like your first child? Like it's a big moment. So I think it's very understandable to want to have that separation. Um, I also think it depends on your relationship with that person. Mm -hmm. You said it's your sister-in-law. I'm kind of thinking of it from a perspective of like, if it were like my sister asked me because my nephew and Oliver are two days apart. So like we do like our family parties together. Um, And at first I was like, am I going to like doing that? But then I like, I do like, I love doing that. Like it was not even like a question. Like it was something I thought about before I had Oliver, but like I love doing it. So like, I really think it like just depends on, I think the first birthday party is different. I think every year after that, you're not going to care. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I was going to say that like, I didn't even know. I, yeah, you could call out about the sister-in-law. It's like, it depends on your t- like relationship. Um, yeah. It's so nice that she asked. Like, that's cute. And it like goes to show yeah. that you guys do have a cute little relationship. But right. I think like for your first, if you want to do whatever the fuck, you know, people go all, out, go all out or they don't go all out, whatever. Right. Do your thing. And then you're going to want to, like you could do it on the second birthday party. You're going to be like, no, nah, I don't want to spend money. Let's split it. And like, so it'll be, it'll be easier. But I wouldn't worry about like the logistics of like we're inviting most of the same people. I feel like that's where like guilt is coming in. Right. Um, whereas like you you went with like your gut. You said, I want to do this on my own. Go with that because then you're just going to be like giving in a lot with the rest of it. Right. So I agree. No monster here. You are very much fine to have a birthday However, if you get into the territory of like comparing like I who it's like bride wars, but like first birthday wars. <laughs> I mean, like some, new movie. some people get a little crazy. They do. But like if this is what it becomes, then I would say like, okay, entertaining for us to watch, but like probably not fun in the moment. Like it yeah, becomes like, not about the children. Right. Um, but don't go like first birthday wars. Go like, oh, I'm going to do my thing the way that I want it. And it is what yeah. it is. And don't feel guilty about it because this is what you wanted. And I think that's totally understandable for your first child's first birthday. Like even like if, even if it's a second or third child, whatever, it's their first birthday. Like it's understandable. Um, Yeah, I agree. All right. Good luck. Happy birthday. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Should we do the no mom guilt? Okay. Let's do it. Hey, Brit and Alien. Love the podcast. I graduated from Betch's Brides to Betch's Moms right around when you launched, and we started thinking about starting a family, and it's been so helpful, but I think I need to go back for some refreshers. Fast forward to now, I'm nursing my three-week-old and listening to the latest episode. My mom guilt is about enrichment activities for my little guy. He basically just eats and sleeps, but I have the guilt when he's actually awake and I'm not playing with him or teaching him enough. On the other hand, how many things can you do with a newborn? We do tummy time sessions, read a book, or look at black and white cards. Any other ideas on things to do? Also, how does the mom guilt start this early? Does it ever end? Sincerely, a fresh mom betch. Uh, No, the mom guilt never, ever ends. I'm going on uh, four years and it hasn't gone away. Maybe talk to a college mom. I don't know. (laughs) Um, Wait, that's funny. Yeah, no, it doesn't go away. Oh, I also like that she has been following us. Think when she was mom curious when we launched yes. this and has 
has you know so she was consuming all the content to prepare and now she has a three week old three weeks <laughs> she's emailing betcha's moms just know this is only the beginning and you're doing amazing speedy yeah there's really like what are you gonna like send the kid to a tutor like what there's really not much you could do at three weeks <laughs> like there's right i wasn't really as much like this with jack but with oliver I used to obsess that he wasn't doing enough. And I had friends that had babies the same age. And they're like, what do you think you're going to do with him? And I'm like, I don't know. Like he's been in his bouncer for like an hour. Or like we've Mm -hmm. been doing tummy time like for like 10 times today. Or like like, what else could we do? They're like, they're babies. (laughs) Like I think that like it's totally normal to feel that way. Because we think as humans, like yes. we always want to be entertained. We always want to be doing something and you want to like get right into it and you want to make sure you're giving your child the best experience from day one. But the truth of the matter is they're totally fine. And I think I realized that with Jack. Also yeah. like having a toddler at home and like not being able to give all my attention to the baby. Like I realized mm-hmm. he's totally fine. Um, and I think that's just like something you need to teach – Tell yourself, like you're, you, like you said, you're doing so much with him. You're doing the black and white cards. You're doing books. I mean, you could resort to singing and dancing. Like yeah. I did that a lot. Music, yeah, Music. for sure. Um, so funny. I also was insane. I because I was also even just like insane with my dog. I remember like, <laughs> like going to a trainer and I'm like, how do I intellectually stimulate my dog? <laughs> <laughs> of course you did. <laughs> and the answer was like. Take him, take her for a walk, like have her sniff around. And that answer is just like simple enough, like for a dog, you know, it's just like, just do the things that they're like learning, exploring the world. Same thing for a little tiny baby, like they can't even see it. So like just the smallest movement is like a lot of energy for them. Mm -hmm. That was like also really good advice that like just the smallest amount of just like holding or looking at that age is a lot of energy expenditure so it is enough for that like tummy time is only like just a few minutes right like 10 minutes like then you stop you give them a break because it takes that's like their workout yeah mental and physical so i would just take it take a step back give yourself some space they're when they open their eyes at that age it's a lot so like Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know, just look, you can, you know, what you do, like Google all the different things, like the the developmental apps that they have where you can learn about what they're going through in that moment. So you can, there's one called, um, the wonder weeks, wonder weeks that that's a good one. Yeah. That was that put thing, things in like context and perspective for me at the time where I was like, Oh my God, I don't need to like sign this kid up for a gym class. Like where I can't even like move, you know, like. Yeah. Take it easy. It'll be okay. I get the guilt. I want to intellectually stimulate my dog. So <laughs> I get it. <laughs> Santa's bored. <laughs> um, but congratulations. Yes, congratulations. Um, you're doing amazing, sweetie, as Aileen said. <laughs> and you're doing it right. There's no wrong way. You got this. You got this. Fresh mom bitch. Yeah. All right, Brittany, I think that's a wrap for this episode of 
the Batches Moms podcast. Guys, don't forget to give us a rating, five stars. We love it. We love to see it. It really makes us happy. Leave us a review if you really like the show. Five stars again, please. Thank you. And good night. And follow us on Apple and Spotify. You can follow us at Batches Moms. I'm at Aileen. And Brittany is at it's underscore Brittany underscore Lev. <laughs> Did you write that down? Nope. I just like, looked <laughs> to my memory and I got it. That's amazing. And remember, there are no rules on this podcast. And I'm not like a regular mom. I'm a cool mom, right, Regina? Please stop talking. The Betches Moms podcast is produced by Sean Kilby and Jorge Morales-Pico. Editing by Stacey Wong. Social media by Brittany Levine. Guest booking by Nicole Pellegrino. Be sure to follow us at Betches Moms on Instagram. And send us your emails to moms at betches.com. 